Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Brett here, bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, what does it mean to be a rad dad? On this episode, I'm sitting down with Slade Echeverria, bassist and singer for Phoenix-based Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor have been around for almost 20 years, and during that time, they've gone through several evolutions of the band, from their roots as a pop-punk band on Hopeless Records to today's incarnation, which still really retains its rock and roll roots, but leans more towards an indie pop sensibility. They've released two singles recently, Drugs, which is a dancey rocker with a super catchy chorus, and Letter in a Suitcase, which just came out a couple of days ago on Friday, which is accompanied by a killer Tarantino-inspired music video. These first two singles are helping to gear fans up for their album release, which is currently planned for September. We have an awesome discussion about plans for the new album, touring, and the band's approach to marketing and promoting their new material. But Slade's also a dad, which is, of course, why he's here. Slade has a one and a half year old son and a five year old stepdaughter, and we really have a fun discussion touching on things like how cartoon dads are portrayed on TV, uh, how Slade and his partner approach screen time with the kids, and how music plays a role in their home. And of course, why Slade confidently considers himself a rad dad. I agree, and I think you will too. So as soon as this interview's done, make sure you go check out Ann Arbor's new video for Letter in a Suitcase. But for now, let's get to it. Here's Slade Echeverria on the Rad Dad Show. Well, Slade, thanks for taking the time to um, stop by the Rad Dad Show. Um, I'm going to start the way we always do by asking, who are you? Who am I? Um... So my name is Slade Echeverria. I, uh, I play bass and I sing in a band called Ann Arbor from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we've been a band for like 20 some years now. So it's been quite the journey, Crazy. but uh, thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm really, really stoked to be here. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So Ann Arbor, obviously, and there's there's some cool stuff going on with Ann Arbor we'll talk about, but you're also a dad. Yes, yes, I am. I have, um, I have a stepdaughter and then I have a one and a half year old right now. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's keeping you busy, I'm sure. Two sides of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely keeping me busy. But I, I've got a little bit of experience from the older one now that um, the easy, the little one is a little bit easier, honestly. And um, so you have a stepdaughter, your youngest, is is it a boy? He's a boy, yes. His yeah. name is Levi. Okay, cool. Levi. Um, yeah, so I guess you've sort of over the last, so we've got like a pandemic baby exactly honestly right before the pandemic um we found out that my lady was pregnant and and then everything shut down so it was kind of perfect in a way i know that people there's a lot of ups you know a lot of bad things to say about it but in a way it kind of worked out really nice for me because i got to take some time off um i got to take care of her i got to spend time with my newborn baby which is you know i wouldn't have been able to do that if the band was you know touring and stuff yeah it's like Um, guilt guilt free time off right guilt free Exactly. Guilt-free and nothing to worry about. Kind of stay keeping everybody safe. So it was, it worked out really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a few people like that we've talked to recently and I even got some friends and stuff who've had kids during the pandemic have sort of said the same thing. Like there's definitely some, there have been some challenges with that too. Like, you know, depending right. how things went with the hospital and all of that kind of stuff, um, you know, not being able to have visitors and whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think um, like, my five-year-old, she's having a hard time, you know, socializing because she hasn't been um, around a lot of kids yes. because she's been trapped inside. So we'll go out of the grocery store and she's like waving to kids. And I was like, oh man, she wants to play so bad. You know, we'll drive by a school and she's like, I, I want to go play with kids. And it's like, oh man, we need to get, this is, yeah, it's really sad. Cause I, I would be hanging out with kids in my street playing hockey and soccer and stuff. It's just a little bit different world for these kids. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, kind of dealing with some of the same stuff with my kids as well. Not so much my, like I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, but my three-year-old, like from basically being one-year-old to three, like yeah. never got to see anybody except for us. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you that's, can tell, that's... you know, so yeah. it's like, it's like, how do you, yeah, I guess, how do you like work around that now that things are kind of opened up and stuff? Like, have you, have you guys sort of tried anything to, I guess, address that or? So we always try to keep her, you know, active and social. We always try to go to my parents' house. So it's interesting. My, when I had my, um, my son, my sister and my brother both had a baby on the way as well. So we all had okay. a, a baby within the same year, which has actually helped a lot. Um, because, 
you know, all the cousins and stuff can hang out. And every Sunday we go to my parents' house, we bring the kids together. So that's what we're really trying to do is kind of keep them socially active. I mean, now that everything's opening back up, I mean, we've taken her to like the children's museum when there's plenty of kids there and stuff. And I mean, the park is still kind of a little sketchy for me, but um, we're trying, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Like with kids, you want to expose them to a little bit more, but if you're, yeah, if you're kind of cautious about some of the COVID stuff, like kids just like getting each other's faces you're just like okay exactly. well now they've licked that other kid like <laughs> exactly exactly so you got to kind of be careful but we, we try to try to you know keep it under control but it's almost impossible <laughs> yeah no one no there's no roadmap for this now right like everybody's really? kind of trying to figure this out really it's i mean you can agree it's completely different like i said from when we were younger like i'm still trying to grasp my five-year-old wanting the ipad i mean it's like yeah let's let's not do the ipad please we, we have other stuff that we can do i got so many activities we can do it's like i mean but in another sense they got to learn it they have to know it because that's the future of this, this you know this whole this whole world so it's crazy. You know, my grade <laughs> one um daughter she like we got an email the first day of school that was like yeah so all the kids need to have a laptop so and they have to bring it to school every day i'm like what like what like in grade one you need a laptop you have to bring to That's school first every grader? day first grade Man. yeah so it, you're right like they do have to sort of know like this is kind of the world we live in I guess but how do you like I guess you're kind of entering that right now like what's your feeling on right. kind of screen time and all that stuff yeah I definitely we definitely try to keep the iPad only towards like nighttime which is getting kind of tired and stuff um but when I see my son, you know, go up to her, you know, while she's on the iPad, it's like, he, he also knows how to do it. Like he'll, he'll yeah. go and touch stuff. And I'm like, it's crazy how fast they can learn. And if they make that easy for you to learn, so it makes sense, but uh, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to monitor because she is always asking for the iPad. And, you know, we do have, you know, we watch TV, we watch Peppa Pig, Paw Patrol, all that stuff too. So yeah. I try to keep it limited. We try to go outside a lot. We have a nice backyard where we like to, you know, garden and stuff. So try to keep her active, but the screen time is definitely important because there's times when she'll maybe come back from her dad's house and I don't know what, you know, what's going on, but she'll, she'll want the iPad a lot. And it's like, we have to kind of set her background and be like, Hey, this is not how we're going to, you know, run it. We got to we got other stuff we can do. The iPad can be for later time. So yeah, yeah, I kind of similar approach for us too. Um, it is tough to kind of manage that because on one hand you're like, okay, this is maybe a good thing. It's a positive thing, you know, in some right. regards. But you can also like get your kid totally zombified after you know an hour of staring at the screen too, right? And um, yeah, totally. so it's and it's I, really tough. I don't want you know her to be going into school first grade not knowing how to do any of this stuff, yep. you know, because she's going to feel left out. And then, you know, who knows bullying or who, who knows, you know? So I also want to make sure that she knows what's going on. So it's, it's important to maybe do like a training thing or they have like the little leapfrog. We don't have the leapfrog little guys. We actually have an iPad for her, but um, those are really nice. Cause they have like, you know, activities that they can do rather than just watching videos. It's like yeah. a zombie. <laughs> yeah. We've had, we, we've um, had a few of the leap pad products over the years and stuff and they are pretty you like good. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's one that we have that like, um, has these books so you can buy like a book to insert into the device and then you can change out all the activities some of them are kind of like just That's built nice. in some are I think there's some more expensive ones too that are like they're kind of like an iPad too you can just download whatever you okay. want um, but I we'll like like go. the tactile part of it with the book actually yeah, that's nice. I was going to say, we'll probably go that route when it comes to my, my little guy, just so he can get a more of like educational view on it. Um, but that's actually really nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it comes with a little like kind of pen attached. I actually have no idea how oh, yeah. it works and they touch like the pages of the book with the pen. Oh, wow. And then it like knows what they're touching and we'll kind of like talk about it or whatever. So it's good for little kids and then so older kids, there's more more stuff that yeah. they can kind of you can, do you can up up the level as they kind of advance with yeah. the, with the ipad wow that's interesting yeah exactly we were just watching peppa pig this morning it's funny you had mentioned that and so are we <laughs> yeah it's funny it's funny um i don't know have you ever like thought about or noticed that they just really go hard on daddy pig hey like they yeah daddy pig gets do. no no respect in that family he's just kind of like the bumbling dad in that show hey yeah <laughs> he, to he totally is man he's always getting made fun of like yeah. what it was like the he's always getting dirty or sick or his pancakes getting stuck in the top. Yes. It's always about dad. And everyone's getting, everything's, everybody's bagging on dad. It's pretty funny. <laughs> have, have you guys watched Bluey yet? Oh yeah. We love yeah. Bluey. So Bluey oh, is yeah. a complete opposite that, where it's like super dad. 
those parents are so awesome. I'm yeah. like, wow, you guys are super parents because sometimes I'm like, you guys, I don't know how you have a day. Well, they're, <laughs> no, they're, yeah, they're that. They're playing too, with the but, kids all the day, all day, right? It's like yeah, all, all day long. It's it's really funny. They're making like such good activities with them, like all the creative stuff they do. It's I definitely take notes from that show. It's a great show. It is actually I nice, wish, like to I wish see parents episodes. modeled. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cause it's just so quick and it's like theme song. I'm like, dude, I can't, I need it. I need it to go longer so you can get more of a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a funny. fine balance. Cause some of the shows where it's, yeah, like three or four or five minutes long, Peppa's kind of that way. Um, yeah. It's like not quite long enough. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And other shows it's I, like you put on a 20 minute and it's like, Oh, that's too long. That's really, yeah. And I, I'm sure they do it because the attention span of the kids is like nothing. So yeah. they try to keep them involved, but as a parent, I'm like, this could go longer. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I need to finish making dinner here. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Yeah. Um, so this is a rad dad show. Do, do you consider yourself a rad dad? I absolutely do. I consider myself cool. a pretty, pretty cool dad, man. Yeah. I so what's, so. what's a rad dad? So you like, you're pretty confident in that answer. So what, like, what's, what's your definition? How do you define a rad dad? Ooh, um, I try to keep it chill. You know, I, I don't try to really keep it high, high energy when it comes to, you know, discipline. I try to be kind of on their level. Um, I also try to keep them in style with everything that's going on. I try to keep them, you know, looking nice, not looking too, too sloppy. I don't like taking them out in their pajamas, you know, yep. uh, making sure they're looking, you know, at least productive, ready to go for the day. Um, I'm also in a band. Right. I mean, my my stepdaughter thinks it's the coolest thing that I you know play guitar and I go on stage. She's like, this is so awesome, and I can't wait for my son to see that. You know, I haven't taken him to a show yet just because of the whole pandemic and stuff. But um, I'm ready for him to go, and I can't wait for him to see that. So I think yeah, I think all the qualities that I have in my life that kind of brought me to this point have made me a, a rad dad. And along with my lady, she's got pink and blue hair. She's like super kawaii. You know, she wears like the butterflies and all the the, what is it the hello kitty stuff so um i'd say we're a pretty hip couple and pretty pretty rad pretty rad people yeah so there's kind of two two parts that you talked about like yeah you talked about some of those um i guess ways that you parent like some discipline stuff and whatever but then there's like the uh, i guess maybe it's when when people think of like the word rad they and and maybe in the context of this show um it's like yeah we're talking to dads who are in rock bands and stuff like that so there's kind of both of those things right that yeah. kind of fit into your definition um totally man it's neat that your your stepdaughter is really into it like i think um it, it always depends like you know all the people we talk to some people it's like their kids kind of get it or know what's going on and others they kind of don't and it's you neat know, that yeah. she thinks it's cool she does thinks it thinks it's really cool. I think she's she's got a great voice. I mean, her her um her OG dad is a great musician as well. So I think she has like a lot of musical skills in inside of her. I mean, Encanto uh, is like her favorite movie. And oh, she yeah. sings every freaking word to that. And like I love that because she her pitch is correct. Like I'm just so impressed. So it makes me so proud to see her, you know, involved in music and like super, super excited about it. So at five years old, I wasn't like that at all. Okay. Interesting. So like music's obviously important to you. Is it like important in your house? You talked about like Encanto being on and stuff. Do you guys like, is music sort of a big part of your day-to-day -day at home? Yeah. Um, I would say it's not like I'm blasting music about the house all the time. If the kids want to hear a song, I'll like throw it on the TV or something, but we definitely have playlists when we jump in the car, you know, we'll throw it on. So they're, they're happy. And um, she knows all the songs that we listen to, you know, my, my girl loves Dua Lipa and my five-year-old is always like, let's play Dua Lipa, you know, so we're, cool. we're always trying to keep them. I definitely am a pop guy. So they definitely listen to a lot of pop, um, but no shame in that. That's how I grew up as yeah. well. So, well, I think that's natural for a lot of kids too. Like, you know, you start right. trying to show your kids black flag or something like that. Like it's <laughs> not, not going to go well. Not going to work. Right, right, right. No, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. So lots of pop yeah. music around the house. And then obviously like the Disney stuff. And I mean, the, lots, the, the Disney music lately is like, it's amazing. Well, it's always been God, really good. So to be good. Honest. Oh my gosh. Luca and Canto. Yep. I mean, now it's turning red. That one's amazing too. Yep. I love, I love the, what is it? The four, four team or four, four guys. Yeah. It's like, it's, they do such a great job, man. And I love how they made that one. So like anime as well. It's like, it's really cool. Yeah, that one's set in Canada. So that was kind of an interesting yeah. thing for us to see, um, like as Canadians yeah, it, as well. Cool. 
to see that on spots you notice you're like oh my gosh yeah yeah Yeah. how do they do as like representing that part of the like part of the country do they do a good job I think they did. Yeah. Like, so it takes place in Toronto basically. And um, so that's sort of an East and not a place I'm super familiar with, but like the landmarks are all there and stuff like that. And there's some kind of cultural stuff that they, they bring in there too. That uh, Yeah. I thought was really neat. Um, So, yeah. So has like, I mean, it sounds like you kind of have maintained your, I guess, style and all that kind of stuff as a dad. And you, you know, you kind of talked about kind of being chill and, uh, keeping things loose around the house and all that kind of stuff has like, what has changed about you uh, from becoming a parent? Ooh, um, I've definitely gotten more responsible um, okay. back in the day. Um, I mean, obviously, right. Yeah. I mean, back in the day it was, I had no responsibilities and I was really living for myself. And when this happened, um, it definitely gave my life like a, I wouldn't say 360, but I'd say like a 180. Um I'm definitely more of a family man now. Like everything I do, I put my family first. I put my kids first. Um, every position that I'm in, I'm like, well, my kids, are they going to, you know, are they going to think this is okay? Um, so I've, I've definitely changed a lot when it comes to the the things that I do and the moves that I make. Um, yeah. My attitude's similar. I'm, I'm usually always been a pretty chill guy. Um, and I think that's always, I think that just crossed over into my parenting. So um, I think my, my kids respect that. Um, I think that they know that, I'm not going to sit here and yell at them because if they don't understand, then that's just what it is. So I want to make sure that we get the point across and if we can talk about it, that's fine. If it doesn't, we can, t- we can do something else and try to compromise some other way. So. Yeah. Is there like, do you have like specific strategies you use for that? Like, I guess in terms of when those, those difficult things come up, like this is the <clears throat> eternal struggle as a parent, right. Is like, right maybe those times when you're like, oh, how do I discipline or how do I like address this tough situation or behavior or things like that? Like, do, do you have any specific sort of strategies that you guys kind of use? Um, in most cases, at least for my five-year-old, it usually kind of works itself out. Um, I mean, she'll, she'll throw a fit. She won't agree. You know, that happens. Um, we'll sit her down if she wants to talk about it we can talk about it. And if she doesn't want to talk about it, then she can either go, you know, in her room and kind of think about it to herself. And when she's ready, we can kind of figure it out or we can just kind of sit in silence until she's ready to talk. And most of the time, almost every time she wants to go to her room because she just wants to be by herself. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of substantially to fall asleep or she'll come out and she's ready to talk. And once she's ready to talk, we know that she's, you know, kind of got, got what we were trying to say to her. And if she doesn't, then we kind of just let her know again, this is, you can't do this. We've told you a certain amount of times that you can't do this. So trying to trying to work with her as much as we can. I, I, I'm not the type of guy that's going to, you know, sit there and yell at you until, until your head falls off until you're screaming, crying in my face. So. Right. Yeah. That doesn't help anyone. Right. Like when the situation escalates help. like that. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not going to listen. She has a very hard time listening. So there's some things that she will take and some things that she won't take. So just got to keep that in mind because it's going to frustrate you if she's not going to listen, you know? For it frustrates sure. the it frustrates me so much that I'm just like, just listen. Do you know what I'm saying? Can you repeat what I'm saying? And sometimes she can't because she's just all over the place. Yeah, and that's a five year old. You know, there's nothing that I can do about that. Yeah, which is a good point. Like I, oh man, I struggle with it too. Like I totally hear what you're saying. It's so it's so hard. Um, and sometimes like as parents, we like almost want to hold our kids to like um, like an adult standard, and you have to yes. like walk yourself back from that. Like, yeah, am I expecting them to be able to like, um figure this out or like, why didn't you think about this before you did it? Well, it's because they're six years old or five years old. Cause they don't know. Yeah. They right. don't know what to do next. They don't know how to answer. Sometimes they don't, they don't know if their answer is they don't know, then that's okay. If they don't know right now, it's okay. Right. I just try to always keep that, you know, that level with them. Um, but then I'm in a struggle right now because she's, she'll be like, I want some strawberries. I'm like, okay, let's get some strawberries out of the fridge. And she'll be like, I don't want any strawberries. And I'm like, okay. Then I'll shut the fridge. She's like, wait, no, I want strawberries. Oh my yeah. God, I want strawberries. And I'm like, okay, this has like been going on for a whole year now. And I'm just like, I'm, you're driving me nuts. I don't know what we can't, how do we get rid of this game? My cousin like showed me this way to get rid of it, but I've already forgotten it. And yeah. But my, my lady does a good job with it. I'm just, yeah. I'm yeah. Just that. They, they're, <laughs> they're so good at like just finding those little buttons. Hey, like <laughs> pressing those buttons. They, they are. I love them for it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of neat too. Like 
I guess, to see that independence growing too. That, so that's one thing that's kind of worked for us a little bit. Like we, with food in particular, that kind of, um, you know, brought back a bit of a memory for me. Like we were dealing with that so much, like, oh, I want this snack. Or I want that snack. And it was like, finally, what we decided to do was like, we made a special cupboard where we've got snacks okay. that you can just go get by yourself. Like there's yeah. like not a ton of stuff in there. So you can't like, you know, eat too much, but just, you know, empowering you just to enough. go yeah. deal with your own problem right now. Nice. And that kind of nice. helped. Like it kind of yeah. worked, you know, we have a little section in the fridge. It's like, you can reach it. You don't have to get up on a chair and like, we're worried you're nice. going to fall and break your arm. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll so that kind of like worked. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's nice. Um, nice little cover. She probably liked that too. Put her own little stickers on it. Right. There you go. Like make it hers. Right. There, uh, we even did like your own bowls and your own plates in there, like the Ikea stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing's going to break. Like you can just pull it out and get your own snack ready. Yeah. It kind of seemed yeah, to work nice. pretty well for a little while. at nice. least. <laughs> know, then it just becomes like, well, I want different stuff now. Right. Well, you know, they, 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 they're getting older. They want to try different stuff. So you yeah. Know yeah. Um, did you have any fears about becoming a parent? Uh, I did. Yeah. I, I definitely did not think I was going to, um, I guess be as an, as open as that. And my patience wasn't going to be, um, I guess as good as it is. And, um, I guess when it came to me being a young kid, my, my dad wasn't really around a lot. So I wanted to make sure that I could show them that I was around a lot and show them that I could spend a lot of time with them. And it wasn't anything that it was against my dad. Like he was just working a lot. Like I love my dad. There's nothing there. That's, that's weird. It's just, he just was working a lot. So I want to make sure that I could show them maybe parts of my childhood that I was sort of missing. So I was scared that I maybe wouldn't be able to do something like that. But I think that I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I was thinking way up here when I just didn't even need it. I could just parent, I can do my own parenting and I can be a great dad on my own, you know, and I, I read books and stuff and, you know, they all kind of said some of the same stuff. So I kind of, just kind of took it after a couple, couple, three books. And I was like, I can do this. I'll be fine. Okay. So was the transition difficult at all? Or, or was it kind of like, yeah. once baby was there, it was like, okay. Uh, well, I can do boy, we, the pandemic definitely set us up. Right. So, um, I mean, I would sleep until mid, you know, noon when I didn't have the baby. And then once Ann and I figured everything out and we, had the baby. I mean, we, we kind of set ourselves up. Like I was up moving with the baby around four o'clock when, I, when she didn't want to get up. And honestly, I was up a lot. I would let her sleep. Honestly, I would just do whatever I could to make sure that she was comfortable so that I could take care of the baby. Cause I wanted to be as close as I could to the baby. So the transition was a little bit easier than I honestly expected. I thought it was going to be a lot harder. I, I want them ready for another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, it, yeah, I think a lot of people share a kind of similar experience, like you're kind of afraid of the unknown, but then once you're in the situation, you just sort of figure it out. That's right. Right. And every, every family unit's a little bit different and what works for you might be something different than what works for somebody else. And you just kind of figure it out. Exactly. And it's, the tips are great. You know, he talking to other parents and getting, you know, their, their parenting, you know, advice. And it's always good too, you know, reaching out and talking to all my cousins and stuff and all my, my sisters and my brother. So it's good reaching out as parents and especially as new parents, because yeah. we're all going through the same type of thing. So, so have you thought of like, I guess over the last couple of years, um, there hasn't maybe been quite as much going on in terms of the band, like with touring and everything. Now right. all that stuff's like ramping up probably. Have you thought about like, what's that going to all look like in terms of balancing all those responsibilities now? Yeah, um, definitely a little nervous with that. Um, I think, and I've told, you know, I've told my managers this and um, booking that if we are going to do, do a tour, there's no way that I'm going to be able to be able to do like a 30 day tour. It's mm -hmm. going to have to be legs like seven days, seven days, 12 days, 10 days, something like that. Um, unless it was something that obviously was, you know, the right gig, like say right. Fall Boys, like, hey, come on tour. Uh, there's no way I'm going to say no to that, right? Right. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the regular touring that I'm used to, there's just no way that I can go back to the 30 day in a van with a trailer. It's just, I got kids and it's way too dangerous. First of all, I mean, second of all. Yeah, that's an, an interesting comment, actually. I don't know if anyone's ever really said that before, but yeah, you're thinking about like your own 
60. Yeah, I mean, I, I have been on the road for so long and I've seen so many things and I have been this close to dying so many times that I can tell you that traveling in a van across the United States is so unsafe, especially when you're with a bunch of kids and you don't have a driver yeah. and you're all switching off and people are tired and it just makes no sense at all. And the, the day, the times are changing. You don't have to do that anymore. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's, there's artists that are making money just off Spotify. They don't have to do anything. Um, so now it's a whole different ball game. And I think that hammering out, you know, the specific big shows we could have LA to Sacramento to, or, you know, to Portland, to, Seattle, call it a day. You know, that, that sounds great to me. You know, I don't need to do a whole loop and a circle and a flip, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's funny how like your perspective has shifted. So obviously you're prioritizing your family. You want to be at home more with your family and provide the support that you need to, but then you're also thinking about um, your health and like your long longevity, I guess, or whatever, like for, for your kids too. Because I know that she's going to be struggling at home and she's, she's also has, she has a job, you know? So I want to make sure that if I am gone, I can repay it back by coming home and I'm not gone for 30 days because I've been in a van, you know, not, I don't know. I just don't, that's not something that I'm interested in. That's something I hear a lot um, on this show is, you know, artists talking about um, kind of the touring life is really challenging as a parent. Um, and, and a lot of people kind of take the same approach as you, maybe not every, some bands can dictate their schedule totally. Others it's like, well, you kind of got to go with like, you know, what's offered to us, that kind of thing. But right. in, inevitably almost everybody sort of talks about that, like downtime when you are home and getting like, you might be working super hard, you're away from your family for a while, but then when you're home, you're just home. Right. right. And that is kind of like a special thing that, you know, not everybody has too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think for us, because you're saying, you know, if like say say that I was in a brand new band that had no fans and and I was trying to make this my career, but I also had, you know, my family that I have now, there's just this is so hard to do because back when I started and when I was in the band, I was on the road 250 days out of the year. And that was just to get a name out, you know? And and I know that it's a different world now with the internet, but being in a new band with so so many outlets and so many ways to do things, it's hard. And some bands are still doing that. Some bands are still hitting the road 30 days out of or 250 days out of the year. And I see them and sometimes it gets them nowhere. And I, I just think to myself, like, how can you to do this another way? Because you're spending so much time away from where, where you know, I'm just very lucky that Ann Arbor has been a band for a long time and we're, we've, we're established and, you know, we have a solid fan base because if it wasn't for that, then I probably wouldn't be in a band. Honestly, I wouldn't take that career out. I just wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. I think it's really challenging and this, you know, not definitely not my expertise necessarily, but like, yeah, the music industry has totally changed, right? Like it's not, it's, you can't just really grind it out on the road anymore. Like you got to be like on social media and that's like a whole separate thing. You got to do TikTok and you got to like, you know, it's, it's like a whole different beast singles. Now you're not, it's not all about albums. It's, you know, exactly. Singles. It's all about singles. Yeah. Like for instance, we're coming out with a new record and I mean, in 2015, we just got off hopeless and I was like, let's put a record out. I just released a record out of nowhere now it's like we have to trickle every single out for five months and then the record comes out and we have to have assets for every single that are like you know a whole photo shoot for everyone a whole music video it's like the whole process is insane and that's that's usually how it is when you have a record label right but now that we're independent and it's like a whole different ball game it's a whole different business so it's it's definitely changed a lot um and for the good sure I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really know. I mean, I know that kids are still listening to Ann Arbor and I'm just super blessed for that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally new industry, a new, new way of looking at the industry for sure. Um, and makes it that much more challenging for the artists, right? Like things that historically the label was worried about, like, yeah, you got to worry about maintaining your social media and stuff now everything, and all of that. Everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everything's ran by us now. So. If something's slacking, you know, we got to get up there and jump on it real quick. Do you, what it is. It's part of the business. Do you schedule that? Like, do you sort of like schedule it like a work day at all? Or how do you kind of manage that? Um, not necessarily. I, uh, our guitar player, Danny, is really good about it as well. I try to jump on and be more personal. So I'll jump on and like ask questions and stuff. Uh, Danny, um, 
like works later in the night sometimes. So he's, he's up during the day and he'll be jumping on socials and stuff. And if they need anything from me, then I'll absolutely do it. You know, I try to stay, stay involved as much as I can, but got a little bit more on my plate over here. So sometimes I'm not always free. Yeah. Right. That's what I was kind of curious about, like how, how you kind of manage that schedule. And that'll probably evolve over the next little while too, as you guys, yeah. like, you're pushing out some singles, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but um uh, a new album coming out and uh, touring and all of that kind of ramping back up. Meanwhile, yeah, kids, yeah. your kids are getting older and things are changing and there's new experiences and, you know, lessons and whatever else is going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely difficult, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what the future will bring, especially, you know, with Ann Arbor and, and my kids. And, and you made a comment a little bit earlier about your dad um, and, sounds like becoming a parent yourself, like you've kind of reflected a little bit on what it was like growing up for you and maybe your relationship with your dad, like as kind of a father figure and thinking about it in the context of you as a parent, like what are some of those things you took away? You mentioned that, um, that you wanted to be more present, like kind of more around. Um, and I think that's pretty common, like even just as a generational thing, right? Like it kind of used to be like the dad, you know, had to work. And that was the big focus, like bring home the the bacon and, you know, whatever. So that's a pretty common experience there too. But like, how have you kind of, I guess, brought that into your parenting now reflecting on your relationship with your dad? Um, My, my dad, he was a great supporter. So whatever we needed, he definitely took care of. And um, my mom was always, you know, happy and taken care of. So I definitely try to bring that over for my dad. It's just being a good supporter, always being the rock that, you know, they needed, whether you could be there or not, you know? Um, but I mean, when it comes to, you know, he was a hard worker. So I always just want to be able to stay a hard worker when it comes to that stuff. Um, try to be around with my kids more, obviously, just because he wasn't there a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Give them those kind of that one-on-one time or whatever. This, just whatever they need, you know, just yeah. because I know that as a kid, you know, if I, you know, I was always, you know, either at childcare or I was, you know, in school or with my mom and then my dad would come home at night and he'd always bring his candy or whatever, you know, he'd always have a gift for us and stuff, which was always cool. And we always looked forward to it. But I mean, even on Christmas, he was working, my dad was a farmer. So he was, like, okay. that's my, my family grew up in like the, you know, agricultural business. So we, we have a farm out in Arizona. And so he always had to be there for the sheep, the cattle, the watermelon, the cotton, all that stuff. He was, he was always, you know, um, always trying to be there and take care of. So me, I guess, joining in a band wasn't his favorite thing. Obviously, I was, you know, supposed, maybe supposed to be a farmer or something, but he was always supportive and he always was there for me whenever I needed him. So I always want to be that that rock, you know? Yeah, cool. Just just but, a little bit more. Maybe it could be a little bit more, you know? Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, it's not like no slight against our parents when we say, oh, we'd like to do this a little bit different or a little bit better or you know, whatever. Like, that was also a different time then. And like you said, yeah, like yeah. farming, that's a 24-7 gig literally like, yeah you're, you're maybe literally. not out in the the field or whatever um 24 7 but you're thinking about it and you know you're oh, thinking absolutely. about the weather and like all of that everything everything comes comes into play and especially if that's you know where he's making all of his money it's just yeah. it was super important and that was when he was like hard in it you know at that time so and i don't you know i don't hold anything against him at all but i think for me i have a little bit more of an interesting situation because of my job you know i yeah. I'm in a van. I, I'm home more right now and I'll probably be gone a little bit more in the future, but um, I just, I'm lucky. I get to, to see my kids more than maybe the average, you know, guy. I'm that's just, I'm just lucked out a little bit more. I think. Is I your, um, is your family still farming? Yes, they are. Um, however, Arizona's growing like crazy right now. So um, we'll see how long, we'll see how long we can hang on, you know, without, having to get rid of sell or whatever, you know, so it's just crazy how fast this, the city is expanding. And even like the outside cities are like starting to get closer and closer together. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, like in the Phoenix area, that's like, it's, it's like yeah. a ton of huge kind of like suburbs kind of around. Right. There exactly. Yeah. And they're all getting bigger. I mean, yeah, as growing big as closer, they can, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess as much as they can, I mean, our farm is like, I'd say 15, to an hour away and there's creep they're creeping up i mean it's like not an hour away anymore because you hit city you hit a get you hit a you know you hit there's pan express now it's just it's crazy <laughs> yeah 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 that's really interesting um 
yeah, to sort of see how that evolves. So I'm, I'm from, um, well, I'm in Edmonton, but originally from Medicine Hat, which is a small town sort of south of here, lots of farming around okay. there. And yeah, it's the same kind okay. of thing. Like, you know, it, I mean, also like climate, um, change that's happening too that's affecting farming and that's yeah. it's just a really i mean it, even like the research into gmo kind of stuff like all of that stuff it's gotten a lot more complicated a lot more sophisticated too right like, yeah yeah and honestly if it if it were run the way that it was you know back then now it would never it would never swing because people are just so much more into what they're eating and they want to know all this stuff so honestly it He's, I mean, he, he did a lot of livestock. I think he only does, he only does livestock now. So okay. they cut all the, the cotton and all the, you know, all the, all the other stuff out. So we definitely had to trial and error a bunch of stuff, but um, like I said, it's, they've been hanging on for a minute. So we'll see, we'll see how long we can, we can go until we have to sell. But. Cool. Cool. Um, I guess to bring it back to sort of that parenting discussion, um, I'm curious, you know, as a, relatively new uh dad you've got a one point one and a half year old 1.5 year old that's a weird <laughs> way to say it 1.75 1. <laughs> 1. 1. year old it's how your brain thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> um so kind of reflecting back on that like what um i guess what what are the most rewarding things about being a dad Ooh, man big question I mean, every day is rewarding they'll be honest like every day is just a new journey and he does something new it's like every day. I can't, I can't even tell you the, the things because it's just everything. Like the way that he can communicate to me, the way every day changes, like every, every day is different, especially when they're this age. I mean, he grew up really quickly, obviously I didn't realize how fast because everybody's like, it's going to happen quick, but man, the year and a half went by so quick. Yeah. So, I mean, just thinking back on that, just watching him grow up and watching him turn into the little boy, it's like, God's, gets me all sad <laughs> yeah it's neat and like yeah. you kind of almost forget like even yeah, things that are like six months ago you kind of forget like what it what it was like seriously i go back to my phone trying to you know look up stuff to for socials or whatever and i'm like oh i get stuck on a picture i'm like this is what he looked like you know two months ago what the heck yeah they do His like hair, that's like it's crazy yeah, that's like the like cliche advice that everyone gives you, right? Like they grow up so fast, like make sure to man. pay attention and, you know, savor that, every moment. And man, it's like, it's so true. It's just right on the dot. And I'll, I'll say to everybody too, like, man, it, it happens really quick and it doesn't stop. It literally does not stop. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps going. It's, it's like a timestamp on my life now. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Aren't we lucky though, to have like our phones and stuff, like to oh, take yeah. all these pictures and videos and. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I can capture whatever I want. Right. Right in front of me. Like I wish I could watch videos of me when I was younger, you know, like, yeah. I, I wish, you know, I, I think about that. I'm like, I wish that they had this. I mean, they, they have like little ones and you see it every once in a while, but it's not, it's only like a day, you know, it's right. not like the whole year. Like I, Apple can throw a whole year together for me by pressing a button and it'll be like your year in a nutshell yeah and i'm just like they just made a slideshow for me i can show my son later you know it's like crazy man it's so crazy, it's crazy. um so let's shift gears a little bit tell me a little bit about what's going on with ann arbor so um release the first single from uh, the upcoming album so drugs which is right a jam it's awesome oh, thanks, we, we listen to it a lot around the house thank um, you yeah we're loving it uh video is great Thanks. And you're um, about to release another single. So yeah, tell me what's going on with the band. Yeah. So uh, let's see. We haven't released a full length since 2015. In between then, um, we had some member changes. Um, and then I added a guy named Danny Stravers to the band. He was an excellent songwriter, excellent guitar player. Um, we cut it to just the two of us. We released a couple EPs between 2015 and 2000 now, but um during the pandemic, we kind of were sitting back and we we went into the studio and we wanted to do a full record and we went in and it wasn't exactly what we thought. So we had to go back and do a whole another one and kind of circling back and getting all these songs that we wrote and kind of pushing the best ones together. Um, in my opinion, it was like a great way to go about it because, you know, you can pick and choose rather than just going in and writing 10 songs being like, well, I don't really like this one, but it's okay. Um, I, I'm really excited because it's just been so long and I'm, I know that the last record without any help did, did, you know, really great. And all the listeners really liked it. So I'm hoping that we can bring what we did is we brought back a little bit of nostalgia rock to this one to kind of, uh, to kind of give it that nostalgic feel to it. But um, 
yeah, I'm I'm excited. We got a new, we got that drug single that came out um, last month, and now we have a new single coming out called Letter in a Suitcase that's going to be, um, I think at the end of, yeah, it's already April, yeah, the end of this month, uh, like the 22nd, I think. So we got a video ready, we got... Tell me about the video, So I, I or tell tell the listeners about the video. I've seen the video. It's oh, awesome. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah, right, man, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's awesome. So this is, for me, the first time we've ever had, like, kind of like a short film type style, yeah. I guess, uh, video. Um, but, oh, man, like, it, we're dressed in suits. Basically, the song's called Letter in a Suitcase. And we have this suitcase that we're trying to keep away from this crazy chick that's kind of like kill bill style she's got like an eye patch this, this chick's like super badass she's got like two swords she's on a bike basically trying to kill me and danny um and it's just like it's just a whole kind of drag until uh, they, she kind of gets us and you'll have to see it but yeah i mean there's there's blood and stuff it's it's, it's kind of like a short film honestly i've never done something like this usually it's not like the typical music video where we're just like yeah you know it's like we're actually i had to act which is pretty funny i've never acted and then after that the, the director was like hey man you're gonna be the main dude in my my movie coming up so no now way. i got i got an acting gig out of it actually oh that's awesome so <laughs> it, i know it's pretty funny it's a great video like i i can't wait until it gets released and people can see it um so yeah, who I, i'm curious who came up with the concept because you mentioned kill bill this is like a uh definitely an homage to quentin tarantino like it's yeah, kind of it's kind of a mashup, right? Of like kind yeah. of Kill Bill, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Like there's some very Pulp direct Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction yes. for sure with the suitcase, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was um, like, I'm a huge Tarantino fan, so I when I pressed play on the video, I had no idea, right? I pressed play on the video, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! This is so nice, cool. dude. Yeah. I can't wait for people to see. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so Brian over at Forty Volt, um, well ahead of this so what we wanted to do when it came to the music videos is we kind of wanted to send it to somebody and them kind of pitch us an idea rather than us us kind of directing yeah if that makes any sense um so we were like hey man this is the song we want you to do the video come up with whatever you want because we just want the artist to do their thing because i'm not a music director guy so or video guy so do your thing and he sent us back this whole you know script and he was like, if you guys can do this, we can keep it, you know, under budget and we can make it work. And I was like, let's do it. This is amazing. Um, and yeah, Brian over at 40 Volt, he's super talented guy, um, really, really talented videographer guy. And he, he just absolutely knocked it out of the park, like totally. completely, completely. Yeah. I was like shocked when I saw it and I, it took a couple minutes for him to finish it. So I was like, I can't wait to see this. But my family's like, oh my gosh, you're like an actor. I'm like, I'm barely saying a few words. Get out of here. It's just, they're just so, they've never seen me like this. So they're all weird about it. Yeah. It it turned out so good. Um, It's just like totally captivating. And if, yeah, for anybody, if you are like a Quentin Tarantino fan, like there's lots of like little Easter eggs in there that are like yes. a total that's, nod. That's all Brian, man. Like he yeah. went in and he was like, check this out. This part is like kind of like this part and this. And we're like, I'm like, dude, you nerded out on this completely. And I love it because people that have seen those moves are going to completely understand. Oh That's yeah. Right. They'll love so it. Cool. So it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome. I mean, go, go, going back, I mean, about the other music videos and you didn't ask, but we, that's what we did for all of them. So we have another one coming up that we sent to, it's called honeymoon in Tokyo. Okay. Um, we sent it to over, over in Japan to like these videographers over there. And we were like, just do whatever. And they, uh, they did and it turned out absolutely amazing so that's another one that i can't wait to release you know it's it's so cool not being a part of this and then seeing the at the the outcome at the end you know it's just, it's really cool yeah yeah that's really cool because i like i think i don't know that's probably a difficult thing as a band like you want to kind of like have control over certain things but obviously you've sort of seen the benefits of handing off yeah. some of that control i don't I don't need to be in the video. Like I was telling the people in Japan, like, just do your thing. You guys can have characters. Like, I do not care what you do. Like if you need me to be in it or me and Danny, be in it, we can maybe work something out, but just do your thing. Don't even think about us. And they, like, they smashed it. Yeah. They smashed it. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I love that music videos have kind of like over the last couple of years, it feels like made a bit of a comeback. Like, yeah, I mean, you, I YouTube agree. was big for a long time. And so it was kind of like bands were doing lots of lyric videos and that was kind of what you were seeing for a while. And now it feels like videos are coming back in a big way. And, and I, agree. Yeah, I, I think you guys have done such an awesome job. The ones that have been released lately, um, Thanks, drugs man. and then, and then while well, letter in a suitcase hasn't come out yet, but, um, yeah, so great. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And also with drugs, like Corey Davis is a homie of mine since I was in grade school. Yeah. And he's always kind of worked with us with our videos. And we, we came to him, we're like, we kind of want like an MTV style type of thing. And he also crushed that one out of the park too. So it's just, honestly, I'm, I'm probably more prepared than I, for a record than I ever have been because all the videos are done. We're just waiting on a couple, you know, things here and there and we're ready to go. So it's, it's really nice. So you talked about like, um, sort of, you know, releasing singles, kind of one at a time and then kind of dropping the album. Do you guys have an album kind of re- release date yet? Or have you, have you thought about that? So, yeah. So uh, they September, I know it's a summer release, okay. summer release. So um, August or September, I believe is what's okay. going to happen. It could change, but I think that's what it's going to be right now. Okay, cool. And then um, some touring plans and stuff like that. What else is going on? So right now we don't have any touring plans. I think right now what we're waiting on is to solidify a show in Phoenix um, for the release. So we're just going to hype a mega, a mega show. I think if we play any in Phoenix, at least too soon, it'll hit, it'll hurt our, you know, draw at least, at least in the long run when it comes to the, uh, to the, to the, uh, to the album release, but I want to make sure that's like the main focus. Right. So, um, I mean, we, we might hit a show here in California, you know, in the next couple months or something or like, you know, Texas or something. But right now we don't have anything planned. So just kind of patiently waiting, kind of building up the anticipation for the release of the album. Yeah, man. I feel like my whole life has just been, you know, just doing it because I've been told to do it and I just do it. And then I'm like, what did I get out of that? You know, so for me to have control is like, it's great and I feel great. And if I don't want a tour and we aren't going to get anything out of the tour, then why are we going to do it anyway? Let's just focus on the release. Let's focus on a big show. Yeah. Let's hit a couple shows here and there. Like there's no need to do a whole freaking tour about this. Like, I just, I just don't think we can do a live concert online for, for all I care. So people can come in and stream and listen. Like we've already talked about it. It might be in the works. Um, so like, there's other ways to, to do it now. There's just, there's just this plain and simple. Yeah. Maybe there's this like shift from like being this reactionary, thing just like oh man we got the album we got to go tour we got to do whatever and you're like you know running around like a chicken with your head cut off and now it's more preparatory you're kind of like prepared and like you know what's going on that there's like a bit of a connection to parenting too right like um, how you approach being prepared for things you kind of have to do that so oh trust me i got his diaper bag ready to go yeah the king of that thing (laughs) nice whenever we're ready to go yeah you gotta have like the backup diapers in the vehicle and you gotta you know yeah, oh, you the know. change i mean change of clothes and all that kind oh of yeah stuff, so whole whole thing things that you it only comes with experience you know yeah exactly you make that mistake like, once yeah once yeah you never forget i need a change of clothes God. never yeah. forget yeah we like we um reminds me of we like made these for our car seats like you had like one blowout or whatever. And then we made these um, kind of covers for them. We bought these mats like that you would normally put in a crib, like a waterproof uh, okay. mat. Yeah. And then we like cut it out to fit in the car seat and like hooked it over nice. the the um, uh, the buckles or whatever. And oh, it's cool. like, oh man, yeah, that was such a great idea. We should like sell it. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, you guys, that, that was going to say, that's a good idea, bro. Nice. <laughs> so uh, awesome. Well, I'm super stoked. Like, um, you know, super stoked on the the drug single. Like I said, letter in a suitcase is killer. Um, can't wait for people to see the video. Um, yeah, stoked for you guys to have an amazing year coming up, and hopefully, you know, things with the whole pandemic and whatever that just kind of, you know, continues to to fade out and allow you guys yeah. to do what you need to do. Um, yeah. Any... I mean, how's it, how's it over there? Is it is it still pretty strict over there? With the... Well, no. Like, so I'm in. Well, I think most of Canada is kind of the same. Like, <clears throat> it seems like we're starting to see some case numbers go up. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like, it doesn't I think it's seem. Here too, but... Yeah, but but it doesn't seem, at least right at this moment, like the hospitals have been affected too much. And it seems like that's the metric that we're using now. It's not really cases. It's kind of because yeah, everybody's vaccinated and whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's about the hospitals. So I guess we'll sort of see. But right now, we don't really have any major restrictions or anything like that. It's kind of back to normal. And so everybody's kind of. I guess like navigating, like, do I want to wear a mask when I go into the grocery store? Do I not? And so right. everybody's kind of figuring out what feels right and, and natural. Okay. So yeah. Nice. Okay. okay. Similar down there. Yeah. I mean, it's getting more, I mean, people are getting, they, they'll get mad if they have to wear it anywhere now. So you'll be walking to the grocery store and somebody's, you know, yelling at somebody cause they're, I don't know. It's just, I'm just ready to, you know, 
kind of just let it phase out it's kind of the same over here like you're yeah. saying yeah nobody really knows there's like do i wear my mask do i not is somebody gonna yell at me i yeah. have one on me if i need to wear it you know sorry the craziest thing like i i find the toughest thing really is like um as a parent like kids get sick all the time so this is like the toughest part right now is like i don't know my my three-year-old's in daycare and so it's like there's always something like always a runny nose or whatever and so always for two years it was like you get a runny nose like you've got to stay home it's like you know a huge seriously emergency right And now it's kind of starting to go back a little bit. Like, you know, I drop her off at daycare and there's some kid like in the corner coughing or whatever. And I'm just like, well, like, what can I do about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you just, know? it's just what it is. Yeah. So it is, but any advice out there for, um, for parents or maybe, um, dads to be. Ooh, put you on the spot right at the end here. Yeah, no, you're good. Don't overthink it. Trust your gut. I mean, kids are, people that just like us they're not just like us but they want to be so just be a good influence and don't don't overthink it don't don't lose your patience try not to lose your patience just try to be as calm as you can um and just try to help them understand because that's that's all they're trying to do so that's great advice um Thank yeah you. I, I like the comment um they want to be just like us. Like, I think they're watching, right? So that's kind of what you were saying there. They're just watching. And so just, yeah, keep your... I'm watering the plants. Next thing I know, my son's with the empty water bottle trying to water the plants. I'm like, yes, just a little stuff, everything, you know, everything that you do, they're going to, they're going to watch. They're going to see. Yeah. They're learning. So, oh man, thank you so much. I, it's been awesome talking to you. I'm super stoked for um, what's coming for the band this year. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best and all the best to your family. Dude, thank you so much for having me. This was great. I had, honestly, this is one of my favorite interviews ever because I got to talk about my kids. So thank you so much. Yeah, we love talking about our kids. All right, that was Slade Echeverria on the Rad Dad Show. Thank you so much, Slade, for joining us. And listeners out there, go check out Letter in a Suitcase. The video is amazing. I'm a huge Tarantino fan, so I just love it so much. Um, and thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us. If you'd drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify, and if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at, at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at, at rad dad show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well. Wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us a lot. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.